Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Such yeah. a beautiful song. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, man. It was my intro, you know. Folks, it's V. It's Cowboy. It's Markets. It's Markets and Mayhem. It is a Thursday, February the 16th, 2023, the year of our Lord. And the two years <laughs> before the imminent collapse of the United States of America as a world hegemon. The hegemony is collapsing all over the world. How can you profit from it? Well, you're listening to the right show, folks. Cowboy and I are going to be running down the the, the news of the day, the geopolitical, the geoeconomic news of the day, most specifically the markets. If you want to learn a thing or two about the markets, you're in the right place. And if you want to contact Cowboy, you got to get into the Discord. And how do you get into the Discord? You just simply email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com. Many are wondering where CJ is. And I will tell you that he is right now handling some business. He will be back. Uh, hopefully by next week or so, he's got a lot of uh, business-related things going on, and uh, it requires his time away from me. And uh, so far, I haven't screwed any up, anything up, man. I've been uh, four for four uh, in terms of not hitting the mute button or doing something to end the broadcast. Or V V, I up. can't hear you. Are you there, V? Well, I'm just kidding. I can you hear you, bastard. bro. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> <You> asshole. <laughs> Dude, I, I was like proud of myself, giving myself a pat in the back. I'm like, I haven't I haven't screwed anything up. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Absolutely. So CJ should be back uh next week with us, uh if he gets everything wrapped up and beautiful. And with that being said, folks, uh Cowboy, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Doing good, doing good, but up since uh, 2 o'clock, which is not atypical for uh, somebody in my in my uh, profession. <laughs> you know, just uh, looking for all those good trades. I mean, there's there's been like just a flurry of economic data coming out this week, so it does put a kind of a kink in the works when you're looking to trade. Um, so I try, you know, the European market does have a lot less of that. And the economic data that does come out during those hours is less impactful. So um, there, I mean, look, if you are, if you have a system and you know how to trade news and mm-hmm. I can, um, you know, then that's, that's great. But the volatility has also been super low. So, you know, there's just been, it's just real choppy out there. It's tough trading, but you know, profits can be made. So just gotta, gotta know what you're doing. And that is the most important thing. That we know what we are doing because it is most critical to the time at hand. Anyway. Yeah, so how you doing, man? Man, just started off with a bang this morning. Um, had to do some phone call with a bunch of retarded people. Um, <laughs> yeah, God. I, just, I just I uh... can't. <laughs> I was like, for a moment there, I'm like, did you take on a new job there, buddy? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it's just, uh, it, it's, 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 I don't know, man. You know, it, it's like, you know, you, you, I don't want to talk about it. It, it. It's like, you know, when you deal with people that are supposed to be, they hold, they hold like professional degrees. Yes, right? yes. And they don't know shit from Shinola. 
And well, uh, I've gotten my degree in economics. You, you, from they're they're educated. Yeah. They're educated. Therefore, they they have a, a degree from an institution of higher learning. And <laughs> you realize that they have no life experience. You realize they don't know shit what they're talking about. You realize they don't even have the basics of how the industry even works. And then they're trying to do some sort of industry arrangement between you and a finance and, and another institution. And they don't know jack diddly squat about anything. And I'm like, I'm wasting my time. I got off. I, I, I think I think it was supposed to be like an hour phone call. I shut it down in like 13 minutes. I was like, you know what? Here's the deal. You know, I need this, this, I need this, this, and that from you guys. And if you can't provide it, then have a nice one. Cheers. I'm out. You know what? It's because uh, so you and I are both in the world of finance. We we do some work together. Uh, most of our work is separate and similar. But uh, what I've noticed is people do not have an understanding of the value of time. No, they don't, man. They don't. You know, and I'm from New York. I, have the, I gotta get everything done in New York minute. I gotta have it done yesterday. You know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just uh, people don't know how to be concise. Like, yeah. okay, so you and I are here. We're chatted up. We're doing a show. It's a little different. Like, it's kind of a, a time to decompress and enjoy yeah. ourselves. But, but when you're like on a phone call, you know, let, let's get to the point. Like, I don't know. It's and you have to sort of you have to reel that in because you want to do business, right? right? So you want to be nice, but the reality is if somebody got on the phone and said, Hey, this is what I need, blah, blah, blah. I would be good with that, but most people would not. So people have to treat me as if I were most people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'll tell people like, Hey, look, you know, my, my feelings are not going to get hurt. What do you need? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's a, that's a grievance that you and I have talked about before. It's just, mm-hmm. my, my skin is thick. I don't need your freaking, I don't need your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm dealing with some southern gentleman, you know, one of the guys from Mississippi, and he oh, kind of like, oh god, dude, save good me, guys please. to have a beer with, but well, you know, I can't. We we have to make sure that the contract is how the eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed. And by the way, I've got to make, uh, got to make it down to. I don't know. If, I'm trying to see something southern, and I'm I'm lost. I'm not from there. I just wanted to do it, and it, it didn't work out. It's a bad bit. Let's move on. It is, man. It is. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, what's on your radar screen, brother? Uh, been getting some. This is what I've noticed: is that you know, <laughs> in the spirit of of uh, Vela's and a lot of what he talks about with people on the news, the same applies to finance. In that, what people are saying and what's really going on are two different things. Yep. Um, for a good decade, because uh, my my real wake up started. Ah, probably 13, 14 years ago. That's when the real wake up started. Um, I've, I've been treating the news as what they want us to think as opposed to what's going on. And there's no difference in finance. There really isn't. Um, you know, I know Celeste was talking about Jay Powell saying this and Jay Powell saying that, right? So we're talking about basically um, how he's saying that we're going to, you know, once employment gets to this point, we're going to start raising the rates or once inflation gets to this point, we're going to start, you know, dropping the rates, whatever it is, they have these things and the, but here's the reality of it. What's going on here. um, I'll I'll go back to 2020 when everything was crashing in early 2020 and Bill Ackman, who is a a fund manager, I can't remember the name of his fund. It's a massive fund and he had high uh, Ackman, A-C-K-M-A-N. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I actually uh, <clears throat> brought up the article recently, Bill Ackman. So his fund had massive holdings in, uh, let's see, fund manager, founder, CEO of Pershing Square Capital Management. Well, yes, Pershing. Pershing Square. Well, going to put our money in Pershing Square. I like got it. got the money from my granddaddy back in South Carolina who, you know, whatever. So Ackman was saying, that he thought Hilton was going to go to zero Hilton hotels. Sure. That's what he was saying on the news. Like he, he, he basically in like in very few words, use the term. And I'm about 80% like verbatim here is uh, Hilton could go to zero. Right. Oh, come yeah. on, man. I mean, he was talking his book. Do you know, you know, he already, he had large holdings in Hilton and he was scaring people into selling it. So he could probably get more. I mean, Absolutely. You know, so, and this is what, now, Jay Powell, you think it's any different? 
It's no. not as if he's personally investing. I mean, I'm sure somebody's doing it for him in the background, you know, because I don't think he's allowed to or whatever. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. But, you know, he goes to, uh, what do you call it, to Basil a couple times a month and sits in a room with people who tell him what to do. So the reality is, is okay, you can hear what he has to say. Listen carefully. You'll always hear that, well, we're actually making our decisions based on the data that comes in. Right. So they'll give these ideas that we're going to hold, you know, rates at this, or we're going to aim for this target and that's not going to change or blah, 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 blah. But he'll always kind of end it with what we are using new data to determine our stance. What they're basically saying is we could change our mind. And the reality of what's going on is that he's probably waiting for a signal from somebody who tells him what to do. And they're going to tell him when to flip everything back. Because if you think one man, that guy, and maybe a handful of guys under him at, at the other uh, Fed uh, banks in the, in the country are all making decisions, if you think that they're even making the majority of the decision, I got a bridge to sell you, right? So, I mean, I don't know for sure. I'm not part of these meetings. I just understand how things work, okay? So what we have to do when we listen to guys like Jay Powell and all that is we have to think this is what they want us to think, right? As opposed to this is what's going to happen. And I went ahead and I brought up some data on the charts. Um, every so often, there is a there's economic data. It's just it happens oh several times a month. It's every day this week. It's been a pain in my butt because it kind of throws a wrench in the trading works. But let's see. So I'm going to show you guys and gals how one can use uh i just did a, a screen share you can use trading view it's a great great application and on trading view you can go to the settings and you can go to economic events on chart and turn off only feature events and then all the economic events will occur and this is for the eur usd and the euro dollar is a great way to look at the way that the, the dollar strength. Now you could look at the Dixie, but I like the EURUSD. Uh, it's just, it's better to trade for, for my own style, right? So these red outlined events with the flag, that those are the US data, right? And basically, if you were to do some charting, you would find out that most of the moves that happen, most of the reversals, most everything that goes down, happens at a predictable level. For example, let's go ahead and mark out some structure. Structure in a chart is where things have turned before. And when you are a trader, you're going to look for structure for opportunities, or actually, more importantly, when not to trade, right? So this whole area down here is what's called the demand zone. It's, I mean, I don't like to use the term demand in Forex. Technically, it applies, but a lot of people, it's a philosophical argument. It matters not. What does matter is that price tends to bounce in this area. And I'm going to zoom in a little bit here. So don't, you know, it, this is going to look a little hard to see for a minute. But this area back here that I'm outlining is kind of coincidental with that. And I say coincidental in the purest sense of the word is meaning that it happened at the same time or in the same place. So because there's all this data back here, then price is going to be attracted to that area. Now it may bounce up and it may bounce through, right? But there, you're not going to know if it's going to drop below until it does. So I'm going to zoom in, right? I'm going to zoom into this area. And we're going to take a look at these economic events and how it affects things. And I'm going to drop down to the 30-minute chart to get some granularity out of this. And so... You can also draw a line across the top because price keeps rejecting at that blue line right there. So price is, it's really simple if you look at it. Price is kind of heading up, going back to, oh, shoot. Let me delete that. Let's go to the path. I like the path. So, you know, price heads up, down, up, now down. And it did bounce up, but now it's kind of had like a, a little swing failure right there. So here it is right now at this area. Just the same, if you want to go short, if you want to bet on the price going down, it is unwise to do so where it keeps bouncing up and bouncing up. It is unwise to do so 
from a charting standpoint, right? Now look where this economic data actually happens. You have the economic data right here. And this is a balance of trade report, not a very heavy impact event, but price did rally up at that support. And then you have a Michigan consumer sentiment paddle, not a big event. This is a big one though, core inflation rate year over year, right? So inflation came up a little high and for the current um, for the current situation, high inflation means they're not going to drop the rates, means that people think that price is going to go down. And so price did. It, it bounced right off here, headed down. But they just so happened to announce the core inflation rate right as price was headed up to this area. And then they really faked everybody out and messed around with everything. So the, what I'm trying to explain here is that these news events this retail sales was an important one. That was uh, yesterday, retail sales month over month. It actually came in hot. And a hot retail sales is supposed to mean that price is actually going to head down. But what did it do? It bounced right off that, that support again. It, it, it headed down briefly, but then it bounced right back up. So the news, and what I'm trying to communicate here is the news almost kind of doesn't matter. Um, it matters in the short term if you're trying to play like, you know, you jump in and jump out in 10 minutes, real quick trades if you're crazy like that. Um, I don't like to trade news. It, it, I lose more often than I win on that. I wait for the volatility, or I wait for the chicanery to go, and then I and I try to take advantage of the volatility. Market's super choppy right now, anyway. But I'm just showing you these events, and I'm actually showing you that basically you could simply rely on charting basic, basic charting techniques to support resistance, and pretty much ignore the news. You could. And so the point is, is that you get all these articles coming out. Oh, well, uh, you know, stocks rallied on so and so today, and. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, the reality is that all you really need are the charts. Um, it's good to know the general macro to know which way the wind is blowing. That's certainly a good thing to know. You need that. Uh, but in the end, that new stuff, that's all just to get you distracted. It's like, a, it's like a story about some Chinese balloon. And the whole time you have a train wreck in Ohio that's that's going to kill lots of people with the sickness, right? It's a yeah, but you want to know something? You got to give them credit for the balloon stuff, man. And I, you know what my favorite part was? Was the alien invasion. That was oh, my yeah. favorite. That was awesome. Yeah, alien, aliens in the White House lawn. That, that That's what this country's focused on. Aliens. That's, the, that's Vellis' line, by the way. It's aliens, man. It's aliens. Aliens, man. Yeah, so... What what I'm trying to say here is that the news, they, they use the news. Okay, so pushing price around is illegal, even for the big boys. You're not supposed to do it. It's market manipulation. You get big trouble for that, okay? But when there's a news event, they can they basically have carte blanche to just like, oh, yeah, well, the price moved around based on this report today. What they're really doing is they're doing stop runs. They're, they're just taking out people's trades. They're, they're messing with you. The biggest one was oh the 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 uh, Powell speech that was a mess, you know it started out dovish prices started to go <laughs> up, and all of a sudden it started slowly getting hawkish and prices started going down and I was calling it out without even listening to the speech we talked about this a couple weeks ago so, um you know that is now there are some metrics if you have an understanding of markets that can help you out in trading, that are more um a little more granular you have to have a little understanding. So there's like the VXN, which is basically the, the NASDAQ's um, volatility measure. And then there's the VOLQ. So basically that's the NASDAQ's volume measurement. And as volume and volatility go up, you're going to see price being more volatile. So meaning that if you are a trend trader, you can take advantage of that. And as volatility and volume head down, you can actually see like, okay, you know, I'm going to be careful with my trades right now. I'm going to trade uh, in a more low volatility environment. And if you're a, an algorithm, <clears throat> excuse me, an algorithm developer, such as I am, you develop a method for both scenarios and you go from one to the other um, based on this kind of information. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so that's, I mean, I've kind of said a lot, but uh, I mean, what do you think V? I know we're talking about a lot of macro stuff. Um, a lot of people are hearing, Oh, Jay Powell's going to stay hawkish and this and that and the other. Um, do you have any sort of like, you know, inside baseball on, on, you know, macro events and monetary policy and things like that. You got anything new for us? Uh, I have a, I'll, I'll drop a little tidbit this week and give more info next week. Um, 
the cheap money train is coming in. And right now the talks are on how to move forward with UBI, right? Now, in order to make UBI work, you need a lot of people on it, right? Especially, like, you, you, you offering UBI to a few thousand people or a few hundred people in Stockton, California, is not going to make a dent with how these guys want to manipulate and fudge the numbers. There's something happening here. And this has been on the, um, I'll, I'll say it a little bit here. It's a dangerous topic, so I'm just going to touch it and move forward, and then I'll get into a little bit more next week. All right. <clears throat> so there is right now on the desks of various guys, a lot of top quants, a lot of guys who do a lot of forecasting work, a lot of guys who are anticipating what the market is going to look like on the other side of all this policy because the economy is buckling. The market is so fake and fraudulent, like everything else in this country. So fake. So, so fake. That there's, if you haven't seen it, and right now there's a plastics factory fire in Florida. Have you seen this, Cowboy? I have, yeah. Very toxic fumes. Yeah. I'm going to bring this up because, and I'm going to play the video, and I'm just going to let the video play in the background while I talk because, you know, I think it it, it adds some ambiance to what I'm talking about. You cannot look at this. Just in this last week, okay, we had a trail derailment in Ohio. We had a train, another chemical train derailment in South Carolina. We had another one that occurred in, uh, you know, near Houston. We had a tractor trailer derail, uh, you know, crash outside of Arizona, which you know could have been an accident, but it was releasing toxic fumes. It was releasing, uh, oh shoot, is it sulfuric? Uh, I th- yeah, it's, yes, that's it, sulfuric acid, correct. Something like I, I got a either way, it's super toxic. The driver super toxic, right? Yeah, and now we have this this fire. Uh, in this plastics processing facility, which, you know, these things, when they burn, they're incredibly toxic. And we've had over 27, it's probably over 100, like you said, bro, food processing facilities that have uh, caught on fire, exploded, had to shut down and restart. Other issues, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you don't see the pattern in all of this, if you don't see the pattern that, we, and, and, and if you notice... And this is how you know it's the fucking feds, right? This is how you know it's them. For the last several decades, if you think the 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 weather underground went underground and they're no more, right? If you think all these eco-terrorists like ELF, Earth Liberation Front, and, and these uh, uh, Antifa pussies have, you know, went underground or they're dismantled, you have another thing coming to you. FBI and CIA created... Eco-terrorist groups are alive and active in the United States, and what we are witnessing is a new form of asymmetric warfare on us. Remember what I told you guys back in 2012, 2013, 2014? I've been saying, and I was probably one of the first on the scene to say it, that when a country goes broke, that its security state, which has originally been designed to look for enemies from without, begins to turn their apparatuses inwards and start to look for enemies from within, And in this case, it's us, the American people, okay? Now, we are in a state that, and just like this propaganda and narrative peddling that has been happening overseas and abroad to subvert the populations of the world through psychological warfare, the same thing is happening here in the United States where they're affecting us with propaganda at one point was banned by Congress, by law, not to allow this level of propaganda on a nation because it is powerful and we should not allow something like that to happen. But you know what? The 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 the, 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 the genie's out of the bottle. Okay, Pandora's box has been opened, enter into the new world that we live in. Now, also that goes along with uh, this security apparatus turning inward is that color revolutions will also start happening. We've had the purple revolution here in 2016 that started off with the victory of Donald Trump where they literally 
They literally steamrolled uh, a, a sitting president over and tried to do a coup on him. And we know this for a fact. We know this for a fact that this is the first time they try to do this on a U.S. president. That's why from their emails and their leaked documentation, you could see their communications were talking about being very nervous about being caught. They wanted to make sure an insurance policy was in place. Okay, so cue in the uh, coup. And the coup went into effect, right? And the other thing that happens is asymmetric warfare. Infrastructure gets attacked. We've had issues with pipelines. We've had issues with with uh, uh, with power grids. We've had issues with uh, air traffic control. We have so many things that are happened within the last year, within the last freaking year, cowboy, within the last freaking year. Air traffic control issues, airplane issues, uh, uh, food processing plants going up left and right, right? We've had so many things occur. Folks, this is continues, okay? What's happening is that it, it, it is creating very, very disruptive things happening, right? very, very disruptive things that systemically will affect us in a broad way. And this is why with all of this happening, notice how quiet the media is. Notice how quiet the media is. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's the, the thing. I, I thought, are, are we at war with somewhere and no one's telling us? That That's what I want to know. Now, we're, at, we're at war, all right. But the forces that we're facing are from within. The forces that we're facing. Folks, we have a real communist problem in our hands. We have a real problem in our hands. And we have a rogue government. That is in full effect, and that is not just my opinion. That is the opinion of many, many others. That's also the opinion of many people that are in boardrooms that have to make you know, tough financial decisions for private equity. They're looking at the same way, and they're looking at a very pragmatic thing because their whole thing is, you know what? They got a profit. They got a profit in the chaos. They got a profit in the good times. They got a profit in the bad times. They got a profit, profit, profit. And the only way to do that while, you know, the whole world is being reshaped here in the United States is to get in on the other side of this. The only way that you can adequately really dish out the much needed UBI and the much needed negative interest rates, because they've been wanting to go with negative interest rates, Cowboys, since 2015. They've been wanting it. And that's what QE was. They knew when they initiated QE in 2008, the long-term trajectory of QE of, 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 of ZERP, zero interest rate policy and all this other stuff, would eventually lead to economic dislocation, capital malformation, and then we will have UBI, we'll have negative interest rates. That's what it's going to head to. And when the dollar loses its world reserve status, which is heading that way, it's already happening as, we, as we're talking, right? Then what's going to occur is that you'll have more impoverished people You'll have, you, you'll have more dislocation and a broken down logistics system. You'd have more issues with more food processing plants going up. You know, everything that benefits this whole World Economic Forum, right? Destroying the food supply, destroying the energy supplies, destroying all the stuff. And then we have more people on the dole. Then you can start opening up the UBI. You can start opening up the negative interest rates. Because it's about squeezing the last drop of blood from the American public. It's terrible what's happening, cowboy. Yeah, there's opportunities, though. There's For example, lots of opportunities. And this is why during this, if you're smart and you're placed well, you're going to be making a lot of money. There's going to be millionaires who are going to be making money through this chaos. Oh, millionaires made. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because like, for example, and this is out, first of all, you know, we are putting together something that's going to help people who are interested in learning how to trade, whether it be a low level thing, whether it be, you know, you want to trade, you know, a few times a week, or, you know, we're putting some together. It's going to be pretty cool and it's going to be incredibly cheap. Um, I mean, just a fraction of what it's supposed to be worth. But uh, for example, this fire, the fire that's on that screen right now, that is a plastic pot plant, uh, plant meaning plant as in <laughs> not plant that goes in the pot there's a plant that makes pot, plastic pots for plants damn that is all hard to say so say what's going on there is like i know uh one of the um listeners and the guy who's in my private group uh serious like this guy is a uh big time 
uh, what do you call those guys? 3D printer. 3D mm. prints a lot of stuff. And so you could print that stuff like seedling, uh, you know, like the little seedling that's got like, tw- you know, 20, 30 little areas of put in some soil, you grow some seedlings, stuff like that. Super, super easy to print. Mind you, if industry is going the route that we're seeing right now, you know, food, whatever, manufacturing, if they start to, to take all that stuff down, there's going to be a couple things that happen where there are opportunities. Number one, you could buy a 3D printer for relatively cheap, under 10000 under 1000 sometimes, depending oh, yeah. on how complex you, know, you want the items to be. Mm-hmm. Do your research. You know, it's not as simple as this, but essentially you could print that stuff and you could sell it. Yep. Um, you know, and there's like not much to it either. It's pretty simple. You can actually buy the, um, the CAD program and just plug it in and print it. It's like nothing to it. And this, you know, the people I know doing this make a lot of money on the other end. Um, you know, food processing plants are going down. Right. But guess what hasn't changed is the price of local eggs. You know, the wife and I, we don't buy that mass produced stuff. We're very careful with our food. So we, same, same with you guys, right? No, no uh, chicken coop concentration camp uh, eggs and or chicken for us. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, clean chicken's the hardest thing to find. It is hard, um, man. So tough. But I, I we have a uh, we haven't bought from these guys yet. But I have actually met the couple who had the first organic uh, cow cow ranch, cattle ranch, and dairy farm, and mm-hmm. um, in uh, Idaho, it's a husband and wife team. The husband has a degree in soils. So he's, he actually grows his own feet and the cattle he's had for generations of cattle. So he grows the food organically that he they also do chickens and they grow the cattle organically, everything, you know, so if you get to know local food suppliers, then it really doesn't matter necessarily what happens to these big plants. Yeah. You know, the people who are eating the burgers that come from the plants, they'll just switch to eating bugs. You know, that's not really our crowd. <laughs> so, no, Exactly. You know, you can learn food production. There's whatever industry takes a dump for the most part, you can fill in the gap. And then what's I think is going to happen is it's the broken window uh, type of economy that Chicago economics, where they're probably going to destroy a lot of industry just so they can rebuild it and make money off of it. Correct. You know, uh, or perhaps, for example, what they learned in World War II, they go in there. Actually, I think it was World War One. Uh, you know, Germany just got the crap blown out of it. And these companies went in there and made a bunch of money from rebuilding it. And so now, yeah, sure, it might cost $100 billion to make war, right? But then you can the, the select people will make $10 billion aggregate for all the weapons that get made. So they get rich, right? And then when the war is over, select groups of people can go in with their companies to rebuild and they make $20 billion. So yeah, it costs $100 billion, but you make $30 billion with just the right people who make a ton of money. It's nothing more than a wealth transfer. It's all it is. So in the meantime, we're probably going to see something similar, except on an industrial level. That's my theory. You know, there's a uh, latest news in uh, news flash right now, Cowboy, that's that the U.S. is facing a massive shortage <laughs> of conspiracy theories, as all of them have come true. Yeah, yeah. People actually, there's a tinfoil shortage because people keep asking me for tinfoil hats. Yes. They, they they literally are and and uh I, I there is a tinfoil shortage there's more tinfoil out there and the tinfoil people are you know they're they've been proven right you know at every turn of the spade Absolutely. over and over yeah no I'm proud of it I wear my I wear my tin foil actually I don't touch aluminum foil it's not good for you <laughs> No, it yeah, it's a word to the wise. A lot of people cook with it. Like my family, they love to cook with aluminum foil. But the Italians cooking say, with yeah. aluminum foil? Oh yeah, yeah. They're they had they're oh, like wrapping business. fish and stuff in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Wrapping fish in it. Um, you know, you can wrap like a tri tip in it. I mean, or let's just say you're using it like uh, to cover a pan in the oven. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have a lid for that pan, or you just buy an aluminum turkey. You know, so much aluminum. It's the worst stuff. You don't want it. But what you can do. If you're so used to using foil or if it's super convenient, you can buy parchment paper and you can line the inside of that foil with parchment paper. And if it doesn't get rid of the entire exposure, it gets rid of most of it. Yeah. That's good to know, man. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Not much to do with like finance or anything, but um, you know, your show, your rant on Tuesday, it went really well 
because uh, you were kind of doing a Q&A. So I don't know. Do you want to just roll over yeah. to a Q&A and see what people want to do? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you guys have any Q&A for us, feel free to uh, you know give us some questions that you guys have. I see your question about. right away uh, from Starbucks 6319. Um, you know, what's bad with tinfoil? Well, okay, you're not really going to see tinfoil. You're going to see aluminum foil at this point. Aluminium. Um, aluminium. You're going to see aluminium It's very toxic foil. for the brain, and uh, those yeah. aluminium products, when you've consumed uh, much of them, and they begin to accumulate as they're able to transfer past the blood-brain barrier. Yes, and, and there is a connection between aluminium and amyloid plaques. And of course, as the amyloid plaques begin to form and gather in your brain cells, uh, we find that there's a, this is how, uh, oh, you know, these neurodegenerative diseases are formed. Absolutely. Any heavy no. metals. Yeah, any heavy metal Starbucks. So it's <clears throat> heavy metals are bad in the body, period. Um, you know, any heavy metals that are just outside of naturally... You know, I mean, you're going to get iron from meat like that's OK. You know, you want that. But, uh, for example, antiperspirant deodorants have uh, aluminum in them. Just don't you know, I don't use that. So that's one question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mecca and Soul Brother asked, do you folks listen to Cliff High? We've actually done shows with Cliff High. So a lot of people don't know this, but V and I used to do shows every day. Um, in fact, it was, I think, three days a week for a while back in uh, 2018, back when we had uh, a particular business together. Yep. And uh, Cliff Cliff was on with us. Yes, he was. Yes, he yeah, was. Good. But I, have, I, I listened to him at this point once in a great while. I lost respect for him because when the uh, pandemic hit, um, you know. Oh, my he God. He like, went overboard. He went overboard. He, it, he was on went there overboard. He started crying and like millions of people are going to die. I'm like, get a hold of yourself, man. This is what happens when you take the whole, you know, web bots and you're crawling for data. It's linguistic. So everybody's talking about the shit you think is going to happen. No, it's not. And that's the that's the weakness of a system like that. You know, it's and it's just it spreads panic. And there's a dangerous thing amongst people who kind of question the official narrative. And what's dangerous about that is that they all a certain, like, I don't know, let's just say the kind who trust the plan. Um, those kind will often be like a bunch of babies in daycare and they all start to cry at once. And so I just, I didn't like the type of panic that was being uh, proffered. And ever since then, I mean, I like Cliff, I got a soft spot for him, but I mean, I've been watching him for years, even in the last year, I'll watch him once every couple of months and I haven't seen too many things come true that matter, you know? Yeah. So that's, I know that was a long answer to a short question, but um, any other questions people have? I know, I mean, there's, you know, I could do some charting if people, uh, Hobo Sermons asks, has BTC begun its final rise? Uh, we answered that a couple weeks ago, Hobo, and V and I can't, okay, so when V and I don't talk before the show, right? No, we don't. I'll say, we, don't we, only, about, we only share what, you, what we're wearing in terms of underwear. What yeah, exactly. Underwear. That's the only thing we coordinate on. But everything yeah. else, we don't talk before the show. We don't talk about that, you know. And and I'd say a good four times out of five, I'm gonna I'll say my predictions. Although I don't predict long term, but I will predict out a year, maybe two, when it comes to policy. I might pre- predict out farther. And V and I are almost always in agreement. Um, as to BTC, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's I think going to be. Um, uh, I think it's still more or less subject to the wider market. Although the four year cycle does, it it may still be there. Um, There are a lot of models that have been broken because a lot of the volume from BTC from Bitcoin has been taken out because speculators have chosen to actually go into like, you know, ETFs that are not spot ETFs. And, um, but just the same, I think the four year cycle is occurring. Has the final rise happened? Well, I don't know if it's a final rise. Um, You know, the, the rise for this, uh, particular uh, iteration of the four-year cycle that may have begun, but you know we also thought that in 2020, and then we had the black swan of the five-week dump that happened, where uh, price went all the way back down to its bottom from the prior year. So, um, you know, things can happen. Um, you know, if there were if there is not another black swan or a major some kind of financial event, then yeah, I think that we're on the way up. Um, I don't. I think the low is in, but you know, we might see another event that takes price back down below that 15,000 or so low. Um, I know V, you're more or less in agreement with that, but what's your, what's your take on it? 
No, no, that's uh, exactly how I feel. I think, um, you know, we might get another pullback. There's a 50-50 chance. We talked about this before. We might get another pullback uh, before the major run-up, and that's what we're waiting for. Markets right now are, are, are kind of waiting. Um, I, I You know, there's a few things that, that needs to be wrapped up with. One of this is the Ukraine nonsense. That's going to get wrapped up pretty soon. Uh, you see the narrative change all of a sudden by the by, by the media. Yeah. The media is already trying to get ahead of that. Uh, yeah, BBC give... had an article saying that Russia is slowly taking Bakhmut. Oh yeah, They're, Russians just are the fact just that they would say that slow cooking them exactly. exactly. And the Rand the Rand report that uh, Velas talks about that yeah. uh, basically said we need to get out of there more or less. Yeah, basically we cannot fight a long pro- prolonged war because why we're not a economic power. And here's the funny thing, right? Like you you talked about the whole you know industrial thing, right? Where you know there's no industry here to build anything back. That's the, that's the funny thing, right? When you look at construction equipment, when you look at the amount of, of material that we actually produce here for construction work, it's, it's very little, right? Apart from wood. We have a lot of wood. <laughs> uh, everything else is over. So uh, these guys, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. They, they've pissed off the rest of the world so much that I don't know who in the outside world would want to come help us once this country's completely hit rock bottom, you know, that's, that's the thing. Well, uh, you know, and this does make me think of a, a conversation I had this morning with Val gal over in uh, the discord. So Val gal put up an article that was like, Hey, you know, the death of the petrodollar, the death of the petrodollar. Like I've seen 20 articles about that and the dollar's only gotten stronger. Now, mind you, of course, you know, the reason it's gotten stronger is to do with a pretty complex scenario. Um, but in the end, my whole point here with the dollar and why we don't want to panic because panic is what, make, what makes people make bad decisions, um, is the dollar is still the most fungible currency out there. It's the most fungible asset for, especially for the large deployment. Um, you know, if you are somebody like myself who is in finance or trading, um, you know, the narratives do not matter reality matters. And the charts pretty much tell you reality. You know, looking at the dollar, I think that we might see, it, it, they've been moving away from the dollar for a long time, for decades. This is, this uh, is a it's slow thing. It's, it's probably going to continue to be a slow thing. I mean, the, the only reason yeah. it would be a fast thing is if, uh, you know, there's some kind of an act of war and, you know, that we really, really piss off China or Russia, to, you know, we're getting close to that, but you know that's it, it would be a reaction to that, right? If everything yeah. stays smooth, if we don't piss everybody off, it's probably going to take a while for. And, and you know what? The, whatever remains to be the reserve currency is probably going to continue to be the dollar plus some other stuff, maybe a dollar and you know a percentage of the yuan. I mean, no other country really has a big enough economy to do it than the U.S. China kind of does, but nobody trusts them. So, you know, no one's going to want the yuan as a, as a, as a world reserve currency for sure. Um, so, you know, I think that this, whatever the transition is going to take a while unless, unless there's a very, um, a very, uh, I'd like to say a very, uh, precipitous event, if you will. Um, you know, I don't know. Are, are you with me on that V or do you think it's actually going to happen quicker? You think that someone's going to hit the F? I think for button? the next, uh, I think for the next two years, things should remain uh, pretty much status quo for at least for the next two years. I've said this before and I say this again, this country is based on, on fake, 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 false, false, false. We are a two to $4 trillion uh, economy masquerading as a $31 trillion economy, you know, over 50% of GDP numbers is nothing but reshuffled debt. It's all bullshit. The dollar, it's amazing. There's more de-dollarizing that's going on t- today. And the way you counter de-dollarizing is to what? Is to have the USDX go higher and higher. One of the predictions I've made back in, I don't know, 2016, 15, is uh, monetary hypothesia, right? What's monetary hypothesia? Where it's where they're, they're, the dollar is dying a death, but it's going to go higher and higher in value until it pops. And it's well, hypoxia? Pop yeah, hypoxia. Where you go higher and higher, and you run, and you run out of oxygen, right? And that's what hypoxia is. So I call it monetary hypoxia. So if you notice, the dollar is higher, but guess what's also what you know what should be correlated to a higher dollar in a normal market solvency. What should also correlate to a, a high dollar value, money velocity. What don't you see with this high USDX that we that that should be going along with it, monetary velocity, and solvency two of which are right now tepid. 
Yeah, big, yeah. Big uh, liquidity is dumping. Big time. Exactly. So this is how we know. It's kind of like this. The United States has more health food stores than any other country in the world per, per capita. The U.S. has more uh, fast, fresh places, right? We can get a, like a, a, a good cooked meal that's not like toxic for you. That's a better choice than fast food, right? But yeah, we're the fattest people on God's green earth. We have more spas and more retreats and more, you know, this and more that. But yet we're the highest use of psychotropic drugs on planet Earth. So it's the funniest thing as well, where you look at our economy, it's the same thing. We have the most liquid markets, but it's really not that liquid, right? It's all bullshit. And what should be solvency, which which you should have solvency and money velocity along with a high dollar value. But we don't have any of that. I mean, we're we're in an area that's completely uncharted, right? And it's all because of all the financial gymnastics that these guys are playing, and the accounting gimmicks that these guys are doing. So, how will this come apart very quickly? It's very simple. The American dream is built on Saudi pipelines. Bottom line: the day the Saudi says, "Hey, you know what? We're depegging from the dollar completely," is the day this whole thing comes apart. As we're talking right now, Russia's building a, a major naval base in the Sudan, not too far from China's naval base in Djibouti. Okay, they have a military base there in Djibouti, and um, and Russia's building one in Sudan. And again, this is right in the Persian Gulf, right where a lot of the oil shipments traverse. And why are they doing that? Well, the Russians will build it fast and they'll build it hard, and I could I could see a future where where they could. You know, in a not too distant future, where they will move some of their most advanced warships and submarines there that could decimate an entire United States naval fleet without issue, uh, alongside with the Iranians, and that that relationship is being ironed out between the Saudis and the Iranians. That is, on a back level, being ironed out. So imagine, if you will, a future comes where OPEC plus one, which is basically Russia and Saudi Arabia, says, "Okay, you know what? Let's go ahead and transact." And India is also involved in this as well. So you have the Iranians, you have the Russians, you have the Indians, and then you have the Saudis. It's all coming together. So what is going to occur is that if, or not if, but when they decide to ditch the dollar, you'll have a naval base there that will provide protection against any American naval interference. Because not a single U.S. naval ship would want to go into any contested waters that contain Russian hypersonics. Just don't want to, they don't want any of that smoke. Or even at this point, Chinese hypersonics. So they've completely checkmated the U.S. Navy out of that area. That is a setup, and you got to have that in place. You got to have that military buffer in place for when the switch happens. That's how you know the switch is coming. Now, like I said, I think for the next two years, it's status quo. But there's a major conflict looming. This is why Lavrov is out there saying that war with the United States is getting closer and closer. Why? Because we have a faction of government here, and you know, Gus and I talked about it yesterday, where these assholes literally will nuke the entire country than rather be in handcuffs. That's the scary part of this whole thing. Like, I thought that was the dumbest thing. I was like, I, I thought these people, cowboy, we're like us. They, these people are driven by, by capitalism, and they're driven by profits, and they're no, no, they're, no. they're not. They're ideologues, and they're criminals, and they're psychopaths. So I'm like, oh my god, that's the thing. Yeah, that's why for you yeah. and I, I mean, you know, you know, uh, winters in uh, in Dubai and and summers in Sicily start sounding really good right about now, bro. Damn straight. <laughs> yeah, Towermina, baby, Towermina. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's look it up, man. I, I sent you what what I sent you uh was this was a a villa for less than half a million dollars in a place called Sheikli, um, in Sicily. Now I stayed for oh about two and a half weeks down in Marina uh, Marina di Modica, which is pretty close to there. It's like the town next door, and then over on the other side is uh, it's uh, Pozzalo, I think it's called. You know, you're down there. Um, I mean, it's in like Sheikli like the streets are made of marble you know what i mean it's like the buildings are 800 years old i mean 
Um, you know, it's a beach town. I mean, you and I are like married with kids and all that, but you know, if you're a young person, it is the place to be. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beach, you know, it's a beach town. It's, it's Mediterranean. It's, Cal, man. it's, it's better than dude. It's, it's yeah. a little hotter. It's actually hotter. further South than uh, Tunisia on, on the, uh, on Ooh. latitude. This is where my family's actually from, uh, from that province, from a, from a different city called Augusta, which is South of, um, Catania. But we were, we were a little West of where my family is from long story. Well, actually my family's from a couple places in Sicily. Long story short though is yeah. I mean, dude. Yeah. Okay. So you're in the EU, but you know what? If you have good money, then you can live pretty much anywhere. And I'm thinking, you know, pretty much anywhere might be better than where we are now. Um, say, so yeah. So what, you know, I'd say summer's there, winter's in Dubai. Holy moly, man. I know Hobo wants us to go to Thailand. Thailand's uh, nice. It's a great option, folks. Thailand's yeah, Thailand, a beautiful it's, option. It's a nice option. A little too close to, like, I don't know. I don't want to go somewhere where ethnically I don't fit in, and it has nothing to do. I like to mix with other well, you, groups of people you, or whatever. You're not going to be the gringo on the hill in Thailand, man. You don't want to be the gringo on the hill anywhere. Like, it's just well, you don't yeah, want to well, be the yeah. American that doesn't Look, fit in. You, you, we can you up, and the dark Sicilian comes out, so it's okay. Yeah, well, that's just it. You know that that's you know that does help. I have to brush up on the Italian. Of course, I speak Spanish pretty well. Um, you know, so it'd be pretty easy for so me to blend in. Like Argentina is not a bad bad spot either, man, because there's there's enough government corruption there. It's easy to just you know disappear in that country. It's really nice. I like my corruption right up front. You know, what I, I mean? me too. Like I like my corruption up front. No one pretends like, you know, you go to Mexico, a guy pulls you over. You ask how much the ticket is to pay right now. And you pay the ticket right there yeah. to the cop directly in cash. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not really what goes on. That's it. That's how it's, that's how it's couched. Um, there's a couple more questions. I know um, you might be able to feel this you one better you? than me. So uh, Muimar um, mm-hmm. might be a new person with us is asked a question that I'm not that great at answering. Um, thoughts on Hong Kong buying crypto starting in June. Any, I know you're kind of more on the OTC thing than I am. Have you heard anything about Hong Kong and, um, you know, getting pretty involved with like using crypto and their government and stuff like that? Any word on that? No, no. Um, and Hong Kong's PRC now, so I, I doubt they're going to allow anything like that. No, exactly. And you know, they right now. I mean, you look at all the hash rates. Hash rates have moved to to the United States. A lot of the mining operations have moved to uh, the U.S. Uh, Canaan, which is a, one of the major uh, mining equipment suppliers uh, out of China, they they just listed on the Nasdaq about a year ago, or, or two years ago at this point, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and um, you know they're moving a lot of their operations and doing JVs with a few mining outfits here in the U.S. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of much of going on in um, in um, in in you know china right now in terms of crypto and i don't see it happening in hong kong uh will they adopt it as some sort of part of some currency thing as as much as the the hong kong wants to be plugged in to the whole uk uh money system via hsbc and a few other british banks there's not much is uh not much is coming out man not much is coming out you know i don't see that well, I think uh, Starbucks asked a question that might be pretty easy to answer. Um, I'll give a very brief answer. Asks, what do you think will happen with Social Security? Um, and asked me directly. So my answer is it'll probably become something like UBI. Um, oh, yeah. It's, I, I think it's going to get transformed into a new version of itself where, um, uh, where solvency is irrelevant because they've rated it. There's no money in it. Um, so they're, they're just going to transform it into a new program and it's going to get lumped in with UBI and you'll probably get, you know, the same amount you're getting now in a relative sense, except it's not going to buy you very much. So I think that the value of social security is, is going to drop, you know, you're, and, and you may only be able to buy like stuff with bugs in it and, you know, <laughs> they might limit what you buy because <laughs> it's all with the CDC or the, uh, CBDC. What do you think V is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Social Security, I think, will probably be completely broke by 2027. You know, a lot of the top experts are given it by 2030. I think by 2027, this thing is is wrapped up and be- it's going to be buttoned up and done. You know, I, and I think you'd have to move to UBI. I think UBI is going to be a reality that may- many people are are going to deal with, you know. And um, 
Pensions. Hobo's asking about pensions. Same thing. I mean, pensions are pretty much done. I mean, most states don't even offer pensions anymore. Nobody offers pensions in companies anymore. Um, this is why everybody's offering you a 401k and everybody's terrified of their 401k becoming a 101k. That's why you need to get a hold of Gus Demas and Will Lear over at perpetualassets.com. Yeah, Hubble's asking for 15 more minutes, but I don't know if you have that kind of time. Yeah, I can do 15 minutes. Maybe last. We'll while. see if, if people have 15 minutes worth of questions. You know, that might yeah. be what determines it. Um, Hubble, you have a question that I can that I can ramble on for 15 minutes. His question was, "Can we do 15 more minutes?" That was that was. Just, oh. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, actually, he did ask rumors. Uh, Hobo did ask rumors that the U.S. government wants to ban crypto staking. He's hearing rumors. Is there? Yeah, any- it is. It's done. It's it's it, staking is not going to be how it used to be, where you could stake and get like you know 15, 16 percent returns. You want to stake? You're going to be staking some sort of. Uh, I don't know how, what the future staking is going to look like. I don't know if it's some sort of a. Uh, a a composite of various different coins that people will be able to stake through some official licensed Wall Street blessed entity. I don't know if it's going to be JP Morgan. I don't know if it's going to be Merrill. I don't know if it's going to be Goldman, but staking will exist in somewhat form, but you'll never touch the actual physical coin. You'll never have it. You'll never touch it. You know, that's the whole thing. It'd be like Robinhood, where you could, like, trade your crypto. Remember when Robinhood, you used to be able to trade your cryptos and whatnot uh, yeah. on Robinhood's app, but you could never take the cryptos out? I don't know if they still do that or not. I, I have no idea. I haven't used that in, like, forever. Yeah. Um, but I never did. that's the I way it is. I mean, that. they don't want you having anything. And this is why it's like people are like, well, I don't know how to trade. Well, don't worry about it. Cowboy and I are coming out with a solution that, you know, we're going to have something work for you. We're going to use the, the, the power of technology and you guys are going to see it. It's going to be pretty awesome. No staking kicks out another crypto market leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, they're they're killing it. I mean, go to my rant that I did on, I think it was Tuesday. You know, I, I was going off on all the raids that they've been doing. I was going by bank, by bank, by bank, by bank here by institution here in the United States that they've just been raiding and, and or if they're not raiding it, they're going after it, you know, uh, legally, you know? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, running the, the, the wagons in the, in the U S when it comes to, to crypto. Yeah. So Starbucks, I mean, um, so what we're going to be doing is, and we're not going to, I can't tell you too much about what we're doing, but if you want to learn how to trade, I mean, it's a lot of it's going to be self-study. Um, you know, it, it's going to be incumbent upon you to, you know, but we'll be able to point you in the right direction and, and show you what the materials are. Um, somebody asked, a uh, rogue fan guy is asking if we can liquidate crypto in the ledger in the future. I, you'll have to ask ledger. I don't know what their product plans are. Uh-huh. What? Ledger? Yeah, like Ledger Nano. Can like we the, uh, the can we crypto in the Ledger in the future? Well, yeah, I mean, if you have a Ledger, it's just a cold wallet. You'd have to take it to a third party to have it liquidated. What that's going to look like, it's going to depend on a lot of things. Number one, are you a U.S. citizen? Uh, number two, are you within the continental United States or do you live overseas? Um, if you are a U.S. citizen and uh, I, I don't know what that's going to look like, you probably will, would get... You know, it, 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 I'm telling you, they're going to, they're, my God, it's, it's like, I'll tell you right now in the gold business, right? Like in the gold business in the international markets, when a client acts for liquidation, we're able to liquidate and we'll get it at spot or higher, right? In the U.S., it's a bloody joke. You want to go liquidate something, you'll be lucky to get it at spot, you know? Maybe you might get eighty percent or ninety percent close to the spot price. That's that's the the situation um, in the U.S. So I think they're going to do something similar. Where if you have Bitcoin and Bitcoin's worth let's just say eighty five thousand dollars or something like that or fifty thousand dollars, right? And you want to go liquidate it. Well, the the the, the bank, okay, the the new setup will be you you know you'll take it to J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Merrill, whatever, right? And you go sell it to them. And instead of getting paid fifty grand, you'll get paid forty. Okay, and then you have to fill out some tax papers because then, you know, 33 percent or depending on how much you have, you have, you know, north of uh, four hundred thousand dollars worth of crypto. Then you're looking at thirty nine point six percent tax. 
And then I don't know if that also incorporates a uh, capital gains tax. It, it, it They'll work some sort of crazy shit out. And that's the whole point. And I hate what Gensler's doing. I, I'm not a fan of uh, the way he's just going about this. This is it's terrible, man. It's terrible what's happening to the industry. And I blame the fucking crypto industry to begin with. I told you assholes long time ago. Don't get bed, don't get into bed with legacy finance. But no, these idiots who are just, you know, a lot of them were charlatans to begin with. They didn't care about human freedom. You know, they don't care about, you know, the the, the long term. They just wanted to make they just wanted to get rich because they thought they could get rich. Okay. Well, a lot of those guys, a lot of these kids. These crypto millionaires are quote unquote got rich. They're all getting jailed left and right. They're all getting SWAT teamed as we speak. And they're in a whole heap of trouble. A lot of them are. And a lot of them will continue to be. It's, you know, rightfully so. We're we're in some strange territory right now, cowboy. We're in some strange territory. But if you are a US citizen and you want to know the pathway for liquidation, I mean, there is one place you can go to. Yeah, is it a Simeon individual? There is a Simeon individual. And this is one company I recommend. Bang. That's it. But, you know, we're making some adjustments. I am a full disclosure. I am a um, a partner uh, with this firm. I'm a managing partner with this firm. And, uh, yeah, we just, we roll. We just, we, you know, we handle, uh, we handle things on an institutional level. But we can help you. Relative, we can point you in the right direction. Yeah, relative to uh, trading. So Starbucks, who you know, I can tell is definitely somebody who's new. Um, you know, so when you get into trading, this is something that takes a while to learn. Uh, how long it takes to learn is going to depend on two things: one, how good is the information that you're getting, and two, how dedicated are you? How much time does it take for you? Uh, how much time are you giving it? Right. So for example, I had no coaching. I started on my own. Um, I actually, I have an economics degree. I understand math, things like that, but you don't have to, I mean, I've taught people without a high school degree, how to trade successfully. So this isn't an educational gap just in case you're not a math person. Um, But what needs to be understood is that I, I went out without any help and taught myself how to trade. And it took me, I mean, I was profitable pretty quick because I got into crypto at the right time. But once crypto crashed, it actually took me another couple of years to develop a true algorithm and, and you know, learn how to trade in a profitable manner. So the difference is, is that I didn't really pick up speed on my ability until I hired a mentor. And I hired a mentor that put together a platform that is like 50% as good as what we're doing and costs six times the price. So, you know, what I'm not going to like, sit there and tell you what kind of trading you should be doing or what your what kind of algorithm you should have or any of those things. But what we can do is give you the tools to determine what type of trader you are. We're going to take a look at what kind of personality you have. And we're going to do basically like, okay, well, let's just say you have a full-time job um, and you don't have time to be glued to the computer screen, which is like the vast majority of people. Um, you know, the kind of trading that I like to do, one of the kinds is where, you know, I kind of, plan out my trade. I see it coming a few days in advance. And then as it looks like it's going to get close, I set an order and that order will either go or not, whether I'm there, it doesn't matter. And then I have everything set up to where the trade kind of takes care of itself. Now I'd go check in once a day, twice a day. So this is something that can be done, but you're going to have to put in some effort in order to actually learn how to do it. And you don't have to have some kind of education or anything like that. I mean, if you do like high school math, you're, you're good there. So that does answer, I think, the, the question as far as... Um, now, you were asking, do you need a big account? Okay, no, you don't. And the reason is, once you have developed your ability to trade, once you have created your algorithm, you've tested it, you've opened up a very small account, very small, to test it forward for a while, you know what you're doing, you have confidence then you can actually approach what's called a prop desk, a proprietary desk. And, and we may open one in the future, but that's not what we're doing right now. Anyway, so what a prop desk does is they have, say, they have a bunch of money and they will test traders with small amounts of it so that they can determine whether or not you will make money. And then you keep, say, 75 to 85% of the profits. So, you know, yeah, it might start out as a small account, 
<clears throat> might be 500, might be a couple thousand. But as you show success, the prop desk will give you more money to trade. Pretty soon you got 10,000 to trade. Pretty soon you got 50,000. So no, you don't need to have that money. It helps. But then again, it's almost better to trade other people's money. It's, you know, some people do better with that. So no, the answer in the end is no, you don't need a lot of money to, to start this out. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, with that being said, we're at the end of the show. Um, I'm gonna go eat some venison, bro. What are you having? Uh, I have a. Uh, I have. I smoked some chicken. So why would like you a... smoke a chicken for? Like you well, literally put I... in like cigarette paper and you smoked a chicken. I ran out of tobacco. I had to smoke chicken. <laughs> I was smoking chicken while you were choking nice. chicken. What can I say? Hey, I walked into that one. I walked into that one. You walked backwards. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. You, you sat. Yes, folks. One. Vela's is on tomorrow, and Harley should be on tomorrow as well, which will be awesome. And um, anything else you want to say, cowboy? No, no, I'm I'm good. Thanks to everybody for for you know coming on and asking questions. That was good. Good session. Yeah, I like that. I think we should do that more often. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. And the cowboy's gonna go smoke a chicken, and I'm gonna go eat some venison. And we are over and out. Take it away. CJ's not here. <laughs> venison. That's some fancy business right there, dude. Hey, man. Whole Foods, baby. I got some in my freezer. That was. Don't like think venison. I went out and shot it. I got it from Whole Foods, bro. That's right. Hey, man. That's good. Whole uh-huh. Foods, uh-huh. <laughs> owned by Bezos. I like, hey, 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 listen, I like Amazon, okay? Hey, I use Amazon. I, I, that's the one. I know, I, like I, Gus says it, it's it's so hard to not use it. I can get rid of all my subscription services. I can't get rid of Amazon. Amazon's, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's addictive. Primnesia. Primnesia yeah. for the win. Absolutely. Dude, it's the worst. It's like middle of the night, you order something, and you totally forget about it, and then something shows up in your door. Like, I don't remember ordering. What is this? I love Primnesia. It's like it's Christmas, like man. Yeah, it's like a present. You're just like, oh, love it. Oh, that, what's, gonna, what's here today? Yeah, exactly. I think we're still All right. alive. <laughs> we're still alive. alive. Yeah, we're still alive. We're still alive. <laughs> yeah. Ah, still damn alive. it. I'm still alive. You're alive. That's good. Oh, I hit the button. You, you didn't take it away. CJ's not here. That's right. All right. Take it away, V. I think this is what I put. Uh, yeah.